Welcome to the Pacey Performance Podcast. Today, I'm speaking to Head of Sports Science at Atalanta Football Club, Andrea Riboli. tuned in to this episode of the Pacey Performance Podcast. So really excited to get a head of sports science on from a team in Syria, a team in Italy, but also a team that competes in the Champions League. So Andrea is the head of sports science at Atalanta and Atalanta have become a staple of the Champions League uh, competition in the last couple of years and really come on the scene with a bang and really made an impact with how these how, how, they, how they play, their, their, their style of play and they've done really well. So it was great to get Andrea on to give his insight into how they've managed to do that at Atalanta. So there's two main point, main areas of this episode. Training load monitoring, but also conditioning using small-sided games for football. So Andrea has done some research in the area of of small-sided games and managing small-sided games. So I'll link them in the show notes for for you to have a little look at. But we dive into that in this episode. It's really interesting to see the differences, but also the commonalities of how things are done in Italy versus here in England. So if you're involved in football or want to get into football or understand more about conditioning in the sport, this podcast is going to be fantastic. This episode of the Pacey Performance Podcast is sponsored by Hawking Dynamics, the world's first wireless force plate testing system. So the Hawking Dynamics system is built around what coaches want so they can test in the real world and not just in the lab. So you're able to capture reliable data on all athletes in a matter of minutes and monitor progress from their cloud-based system from anywhere in the world. So as I've mentioned, the Hawking Dynamics force plates are wireless, which means they're portable, and they're also trusted by teams at a number of different levels in a number of different sports. So integrating force plates into your athlete monitoring system uh, could not be easier and more affordable. So if you want to get to know a little bit more about Hawking Dynamics or actually see their plates in action, Head over to the website, uh, which is hawkingdynamics.com, um, which you can do, and you can also schedule a demo, and follow them on Twitter at hawkingdynamics. This episode of the Pacey Performance Podcast is sponsored by I Measure You. So used by leading sports practitioners and biomechanics researchers worldwide to capture and compare multi-limb inertial data in the field, IMU Step from I Measure You is a dual sensor and app lower limb load monitoring tool which helps practitioners optimize return to play for running based sports. So I Measure You have just released their new and improved waterproof sensor Blue Trident, which includes ultra high G capabilities to quantify high impact steps such as cutting, landing and sprinting, longer battery life to collect data all day, real time feedback to aid immediate interventions and faster workflow so practitioners can review long training sessions within minutes of training completion. I Measure You, now part of Vicon, works with military, pro and collegiate coaches and athletes from around the world, including the Australian Institute of Sport, US Department of Defence and collegiate and pro teams from around the world. If you want to get to know more about I Measure You, head over to their website, imeasureyou.com or follow them on Twitter or Instagram at imeasureyou. So without further ado, over to the episode with Andrea Riboli. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Pace Performance Podcast. So this afternoon, I am delighted to welcome Andrea Riboli. So welcome to the podcast, Andrea. Hi, Robert. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much for your invitation. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for coming on. A few technical issues, but my laptop's fine. Everything's okay. We're good to go. And I'm going to speak a little bit slower just to make sure the communication from English to Italian is, is doing okay. Is doing okay. So, okay. It's good to have you. Thank you very much. No, pleasure. Anyone that doesn't know who you are, Andrea, do you want to give us a bit of an introduction on your background, education, and what you are doing at Atalanta? Okay. I, I study at the University of Milan. Uh, I try to study sports science and exercise science or exercise physiology. I got a, a PhD at the University of Milan. And at the same time, I, I work in, um, in soccer, especially in, uh, in exercise physiology and soccer. I started about more than 10 years ago with my first internship. My first internship was in a, in a, um, a, physio- a laboratory of physiology. I I try I um, try to uh, test different players uh, such as runners, middle distance runners, long distance runners, and I, I do a great experience about physiological physiological testing both uh, in laboratory and on the field. Then I moved to to soccer, that is my main uh, my main sports, and uh, I I work. Uh, always in internship for AC Milan. I, I did a, a great, uh, I, I had a great opportunity to work with a, a great society, a great club. Uh, I tried to work bo- both with uh, a professional young player and uh, using different type of data, different type of testing modality. This was a great opportunity for me. At the same time, I, I want to try to, to do the PhD because I believe in research. I, I think that as a strength and conditioning coach, we need to improve our abilities continuously using data, using statistical analysis. And then I had the, the fortune to move to, to Atalanta, firstly with a YAF player. And then since about seven years uh, for the first team, I work with the first team. And um, now, uh, since about four years, I work as head of sports science. Uh, we we work. Uh, I work especially with the first team, but uh, um, I work with other four guys that work as a sports scientists in the academy. So we we can collect information all in the same way from the under fifteen to the first team. This is the our work as my main. Yeah, the, now I'm I'm continuously working research. I had uh, the, the fortune to collaborate with different researchers, both in Italy but also abroad. And I will try to increase my, uh, my ability to perform research because I believe that is really important for, for me and for a strength and conditioning coach. Mm-hmm. So it was a, we are 24 hours after a good win in the Champions League for you last night against Micheland. Yes, yes, it's a, it was a good result for us, but we need to to wait because we have a, a, there are a lot of matches that we need to play uh, against a fantastic squad, fantastic team, and uh, so we need to. Uh, this is the first step. We are happy, uh, but now we need to 
to to work as strongly as possible to to prepare our squad to prepare the next matches. What is the expectation for Atalanta in the Champions League? Oh no, this is a question that I I don't know what. I <laughs> no, no, I, I we will to to try to perform as better as possible. This is our our main topic. We we will to uh, try to to play again um, all all team all squad this is a great experience for us both for technical part for a director for all for our club and also for our player that now have um also international experience but all are younger guys they they will to 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 increase uh, continuously their abilities and so this is our aim try to uh, to play try to increase our our uh, our performance ability, but we we don't know what what we need to expect from Champions League. We will to to play as better as possible. Okay, okay. So one thing that the main thing that I'd like to talk to you about is designing conditioning for football players, for soccer players during small sided games. Is there a big focus for you and Atalanta? to do all your conditioning work in small-sided games as much as possible? Okay. Um, we are um, we are working a lot using small-sided game because um, uh, using uh, the monitoring tools, uh, we, we can collect a, a lot of information, both from external load, the locomotor load, and uh, physiological um, demands. So, um, uh, we are working a lot to collect information from every drills and every exercise that we perform during the during the activities. Now I'm speaking from the first team, but also for the the YAF team because we work exactly in the same in the same way. So we are working to collect information and to uh, to try to improve our knowledge about all aspects that clearly about to, uh, what we can measure now uh, about the demands of sponsored games because um, uh, coaches uh, often work the, the the greater part of the of the training session each training session is based on small sided games because coaches use possession play or small sided game with goalkeeper to increase the technical ability and also the technical and tactical abilities of the player so in my opinion one of the the main challenge for uh, for uh, for sports scientists and fitness coaches and conditioners is to um, determine the the load imposed on the player from the coaches. So if you if you can, we we share information with the whole coaching staff, with the head coach and with the assistant coach, um, to work closely as possible to the match performance. As most of the game probably is one of the the principal aspect that um, have altogether technical physical and tactical part so uh, if we can um, modulate some aspect as pitch size for example or duration then we can use the intermittent um small side game or, or different especially pitch size we recently published uh, an article about this uh, so we try to speak with the coaches about uh, these uh, 
this part to help them to increase the, the intensity using sport-specific aspects. So if you can to reduce the, part, the general part, probably it could be... Um, it could be better because uh, if they can reach, for example, high speed running and sprint using sport specific activities with the ball, uh, playing in, in some tactical behavior, probably is better because it's more sport specific than general parts. So we are trying to, to determine as, as uh, precise as possible the locomotor and physiological demand of more side game. Would you be able to talk us through that recent article? About the designing the um, using area per player to okay. try to replicate demands. Okay, we uh, I, I read a lot of paper. We can see a lot of paper in the literature, and we can see a lot of uh, very important information about the use of small sided gaming in larger pitch sizes, small pitch sizes. But uh, uh, we will try. To, um, to have an aspect uh, simple, to an information simple to share with our coaches because we can induce similar physiological responses using uh, uh, different um, different pitch size, for example. But an um, uh, international uh, paper said as information about the use of three versus trees in 20 per 20 meters, six versus six in 34 per 50 meters, for example. So we try to collect all information together, normalize all information during our activities for a, a meter square per player, and uh, uh, create a relationship between meter square per player and uh, intensity in meter per minute for different locomotor metrics. So we can share simply an information with our coaches. Oh, uh, normally, if you want to uh, increase a sprint, uh, uh, over a small study game or during a small study game using our session, probably you need to uh, utilize a higher player higher than 300 meters square per player. So uh, we can share simply this information with our coaches. So they, if you want to, to play uh, exactly in the same way of the of the of the matches when using small set game without some rule modification as uh, um, different type of running, pressing, or if our coach will to uh, utilize simply a small set game, probably you can use, a, for example, a five versus five in an half of the of the of the pitch, or um, simply three hundred more than three hundred meters square per player, or um, if you want to increase home, we want to in work on very high speed running to to reach a speed higher than 20 kilometers per hour we need to use more than 250 meters square per player it uh, it is only a way to to speak uh, simply with uh, with the coaches to share one information then five versus five 30 per 30 60 per 50 mm, this is the main aim of our study has has that been uh... Has that been utilized at Atalanta? So have you used this in practice? And do you continue to use this method in practice? We collect all information during our practice. So all, as most of the game, all the results are based on our experience. So we collect day by day all as most of the game, all pitch sizes, and we try to create this relationship. We found a, a very large correlation between 
are a per player and uh, an intensity during game for each matrix. Uh, the only matrix that uh, is uh, less variable uh, across different pitch, uh, pitch size is the acceleration and deceleration that uh, uh, were higher also in small pitch sizes, but also in, uh, in large pitch sizes. But for other metrics, clearly, we increase the, the demands uh, increasing the area per player. So we collect all information and then uh, we, we create these results based on our experience directly on the, on the field. And then we, we try to, to, to write a paper and clearly we use them on, on our practice. So has it been easier for the coaches to understand the area per player to then design training? Or are you still, are the coaches still happy to be more general with five by five on half a pitch, for example? No, I don't don't ever um, really answer to this question because I think that it's simple. Uh, it's simple for a coach. But the, the, we 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 need to understand what a coach, uh, our assistant coach, will to do on the on the pitches. For example, sometimes they will to work, especially on technical part. So we know that in small pitch sizes, the the technical part, the number of touches increase, and the uh, the, the number of touches per minute is higher than the 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 number of touches that a player could perform in a greater pitch size, for example. So if, if uh, they would to work uh, on a technical part, uh, increasing the number of touches during the session, and they would to utilize small pitch sizes, we can speak with them and, and give us the information. Oh, uh, would you to work only with this? Okay, we have to to work uh, in, we, we need to try to increase, for example, high speed running using a, a, another exercise. So, or, or we can use a greater pitch size at the end of the training session, for example, a one, two, three or four repetition, it depends from, from the aim of the, of the exercise in the training session, or we could introduce different general exercises, mm, both all inside the, the small side game, small pitch size with different rules. For example, a sprint every X number of touches, for example, or after the, the small side game, small pitch size using the sprinting or high intermittent uh, uh, running, generally based, uh, running based exercise. It depends, but in my opinion, it, it's simple to speak with, uh, with coaches. Uh, how would you, Atalanta, how would you periodize small-sided games throughout the week if you had, for example, I know you've got Champions League in midweek, but if you had a Saturday to Saturday, how would you look at small-sided games during that week and how would you manipulate all these things we've spoken about? Okay, a really difficult question. It's not simple because we have... Um, Normally we have two type of weeks, as you know. The first one is one match a week, and the second one is two matches per week. Um, small side games are always, at least uh, in my experience, as always utilized for uh, from coaches. Coaches, at at least in uh, in my experience, in our experience, utilize always small side game. Uh, in, in every session. The only variable aspect is the intensity of them uh, inside, the, inside the, 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 the week. For example, uh, clearly we, we can introduce 
uh, one we, we normally use one high intensity um, training session per week uh, in a, when we play one match. It was in the um, third day after the match or, or, or four days before the, the next match normally, three or four days before the next match. And this was the, the most intense uh, training session and, and in, in that, uh, in that um, training session we utilize larger pitch size or we work to increase the intensity of most added games but we increase the intensity uh, could be also a high art rate using small pitch sizes or a high speed running using greater pitch sizes it, it depends from the aim of the but we we try to use small side game coaches over all day use utilize small sided game but clearly the difference is the intensity we normally utilize one day uh, of high, very high intensity, small sided game, especially also to overload the high speed running and sprinting inside the week. And uh, we utilize in the same way uh, one training session for the player that don't play, didn't play the, the day before when we, we work on uh, on two. So uh, probably the difference is uh, in when we play two matches is for the player that, that don't play that because if 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 I play I I do a lot of training load during the match so I need to recover I, I probably I, I don't need to work as much at the game but I need to work on another aspect uh, if I play every match probably the physiological demands most at the game are recreated from from match load and uh, we need to increase this aspect in the athletes that didn't play. Mm, so it's, it's difficult to determine a, a, a clear way on how we modulate a small subject game. And this is the, the, the main approach. Is there any rules? There's lots of rules that you could put into a small sided game to try to manipulate what happens. Is there any is there any ones that you could talk to us about that you sometimes utilize to get what you want just to give people an idea of how creative they could potentially be with rules in small sided games to get what you want okay um it's not simple because um, when we monitor a small side game clearly, it's not as a, a running based exercise when we can individualize all aspects uh, with a great precision. We need to manipulate training load um, considering that we have a great variability uh, within the players. Uh, we found also in the paper that we, uh, we we publish. We found that the, the the role that it's more difficult to overload if we compare their um, physiological locomotor demand during small sided game to their match requirements is the forwards and the central midfielder. So, for example, if you create a great pitch size. Uh, a great area per player, for example, more than 300 meters square per player to increase also sprinting. Eh? The role that we need to um, to look that uh, more with more precision is, is forward and center midfielder because forward all often uh, don't have the space to to 
to run in in a, in a small pitch sizes, the small size game is small pitch sizes, so they, they play in a really different way and, and then uh, than the requirement during the matches because during the matches probably they have the space to to go uh, to for the goal during contract attack or while in small pitch size they don't have a space uh, to they, they they need to to turn and shoot. And, and but they don't have space to, to run and to increase their, their velocity. Similar, the center midfielder, because they have a great important uh, demands during the matches, they run a lot, but uh, it's, it's really difficult to recreate their, uh, their um, match demands using small sided games. So we need to try to, uh, to work all, all uh, position similar to their match demands or overload, but central defenders is the the, um, the player that work for the most part of the of the practice near to their match requirement, while central midfielder and forward, at least in our in our experience, um, are the player that. Uh, uh, work for the less part of the of the training session near to their match requirements. So uh, also utilize more side game. We have this difference, and uh, we need to consider this difference, and we need to decide we want to increase the demands using also other exercises, individual exercise, positional exercise, or it is enough to increase pitch size uh, or uh, using similar exercise that uh, that other role. It depends from the weeks, uh, from the moment, from the from a lot of things. Uh, but it's not simple to overload all players uh, in the same way. So we need to uh, live monitoring, for example, help us uh, in this. So we, we know if a player cover uh, low high speed running or sprinting, and if sprinting is uh, the, the principal uh, load uh, we, we want to recreate in that, uh, in that uh, training session, probably we need to create something different, some specific rule for a forward, for example, or for midfielder or for another player that need to increase their sprint. At a, uh, but it depends from the practice, from the training session, but it's not simple to recreate uh, all training load using sport-specific uh, uh, drills, a uh, similar training load in, in all players. So would, that, would something like that mean that your central midfielders and, and and forwards would do extras as an as an option yes yes it's an option that could could happen for example could happen that uh, uh, we we utilize some small sided game with some um, tactical behavior for a central midfielder and defender and um, at the same time, in another part of the field, work with uh, forwards to increase their um, their demands because uh, we know that using uh, another type of small-sided game or tactical behavior similar to to the small-sided game utilized with uh, center midfielder or defender, they they couldn't reach uh, their uh, their demands. So we can in increase working uh, in this way is more said again with some role and some positional drills for another role for example this is one option or we can recreate some uh, uh, supplements uh, running based exercises it, it depends 
So we're just going to take a very quick break in the chat with Andrea. Hope you're enjoying part one. So over in part two, we discuss more around off-field conditioning and off-field training and how that how that incorporates with all the things that we've been discussing in part one. So the on-field, small-sided game conditioning. So really interesting part two coming up with Andrea. This episode of the Pacey Performance Podcast is sponsored by Output Sports, the Swiss Army knife for athlete performance. So to celebrate their first year in business, after eight years of research, Output have just launched a Black Friday sale. So for the first 25 Pacey Performance listeners and followers to use the code PACEY25, you can subscribe to their bronze package with a 25% discount until December 1st, 2020. This will get you access to an output IMU, all their measurement modules, VBT, power, wellness, RSI, Nordics, strength endurance, mobility, and more, plus access to their AMS, the output hub. So check it out today to bring a new level of portability, practicality, and efficiency to your athletes' testing and tracking processes. So you can learn more about Output on OutputSports.com or follow them on social media at OutputSports where you can schedule a demo. This episode of the Pacey Performance Podcast is sponsored by AthleteMonitoring.com, the world's most comprehensive, versatile, and cost-effective athlete health and performance management platform for elite sports. So AthleteMonitoring.com is trusted by top development programs, universities, professional teams, Olympic programs, national sports organizations, and research institutes worldwide. It streamlines data collection, centralizes the management of wellness, training, and performance, medical and testing, and administrative data. It also simplifies the interpretation with best practice analytics and evidence-based methods to optimize performance and reduce injury risk. So with all these features on a single platform, AthleteMonitoring.com seamlessly brings key stakeholders together to build healthier athletes, more efficient organizations, and long-lasting successes. To see what AthleteMonitoring.com can do for you, visit AthleteMonitoring.com and schedule a free demo, or follow them on Twitter at AthleteMonitor. This episode is also sponsored by Omega Wave, which is the only non-invasive, at-rest technology on the market that analyzes readiness to train via both brain and cardiac analysis. So using DC potential and HRV to understand your brain's energy level and autonomic nervous system balance allows you to use objective data on recovery and readiness that in turn helps you to truly individualize your training and this optimized performance. Omega Wave also measures ECG from the V6 position, and this data can be used by the medical profession to check cardiac health on a frequent basis. The measurement only takes four minutes to perform and results are visualized in an intuitive way thanks to our windows of trainability concept. Omega Wave is used by hundreds of elite sport athletes, military and law enforcement agencies. They're also an official partner of the UFC Performance Institute. So to learn more about Omega Wave, visit their website, omegawave.com, or visit their social media channels. Just, I'm interested in the strength training and how this is fit into and around your small-sided games. And I know this is, again, not an easy question because you've got Champions League in midweek, but where does strength training fit for your players at Atalanta? Okay. Um, we, um, if, as you know, it's not simple to answer to this question. We um, 
I, we normally utilize also uh, overload uh, using squats. Uh, this is uh, the, the principal exercise for, uh, for us. Okay, um, so we work also utilizing high loads with our soccer players uh, in the gym. So the, the strength normally and, and power is uh, performed inside the gym uh, before to perform small sided games. But sometimes it happened also that we, we did a, um, a training session only based on strength in the gym without monster game it could happen so we can really overload the strength really overload some also power aspect in, in uh, inside the pitch the sprint or the, or the other change direction but the main uh, the main um, exercise is based on high load for example um but this uh, is probably the the, the schedule that we can perform when we play a match, one match a week. Uh, when we, uh, three or four years ago, we, we, we was able to qualify for the Europe League for the first time. It's, it was fantastic, but we, we needed to better understand how um, uh, increase or maintain strength and power playing a, a lot of matches inside the season. Uh, so we 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 speak uh, with uh, with other training conditioning around the world, also with the conditioning working in NBA, for example, because they, they play a lot of matches. Uh, it's it's the basketball. It's different from from soccer, but we can in, increase our knowledge uh, speaking with also with our with other with other sports practitioners for basketball or other. Uh, and some some strength and conditioning coach suggest us to utilize strength uh, or uh, explosive uh, power in the gym. Also, when we have only three day uh, uh, to the to the to the the next match, for example. So we we work on this. We try to increase the ability to perform a, gra a greater volume of. Um, of strength inside the gym in the week when we play the match and we try to maintain strength also for the player that, that play one or more matches inside the week uh, with a, clearly a, 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 a little volume, a, a lower volume of, of strength, but maintain continuously over the week because we, we can't reduce the strength, at least in our opinion, because we need to maintain their ability, their ability to uh, to, to to train also with a high load on the gym. So this is our, uh, as now we are trying to work, probably in the next month we, we can uh, read some paper or, or, or try some experience differently. But now we are trying to, to work uh, on strength also when we play one match, clearly with a, a lower volume. But uh, I think that if an athlete is able to perform, for example, 100% um, uh, of their normal volume of the activities, if I perform 50 or 40% of the, of the normal volume, I can have uh, domes in my leg, I can feel, uh, feel stress from the, but I can, feel my legs uh, uh, more uh, more uh, more active I, I can maintain strength uh, this is our approach
in in Italy, what is the? I mean, Atalanta as well. What's the culture like for strength training? Is it is it quite is it is it quite um, inbuilt? Is it quite developed that the the players expect to do strength training? Uh, um, also, this is not a simple question because it's uh, it's really different from the player because uh, some players have um, experience on strength also using a high load uh, and they are able to perform a, a good squat or or uh, or snatch or also other exercises typical from the, the power power training. Uh, other one uh, that have some problem uh, couldn't perform this type of exercise. Uh, or, or not not couldn't because probably all all guys could in my opinion but uh, we need to consider some aspect to reduce the volume or, or to help them to increase their their ability to do some type of exercise and then and their expertise to perform a different type of exercise and the, also in uh, academies the the culture about strength is uh, different from uh, from the different academies for example because some academies if the first team sometimes happen that if the first team are usually utilize high load the the academy utilize high load or, or trying to to work on this way uh, probably is not the the, the the good way the good approach uh, in my opinion we need our uh, I, I will speak about. I speak about now. I speak about our expertise in Atalanta. We try to help our uh, younger players to increase their ability to perform a squat or to perform a different type of exercise because they need to be athletes before soccer players. Uh, if we need to try to increase their ability to perform different type of exercise also in the gym uh, for this reason, uh, they, they, they need to do expertise, for example, for um, uh, endurance. Uh, they need to, they could play using small set game uh, in a more specific way. They could play using positional drills, but they need to improve their ability also to run uh, long dis distance interval runners, for example, four, six, eight, minute in the same way we 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 can we need to improve strength in a different way sport specific and as specific they need to improve their technique to do uh, squat to do snatch to do um, because uh, they they need to be heartless before then soccer player especially in the academy because it happened that uh, one player could play with with us uh, we, we can utilize squat, for example. They they go to another club, uh, working with a different type of strength, so that they need to be able to adapt there and need to be able to work in in a lot of the, of different ways. This is our opinion. You were saying that the academy at Atalanta is very successful. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, Academy Atlanta have a great history. Is uh, yeah. one of the the most important uh, club for uh, players who play in Serie A or in the most important league uh, in Italy. So they have a, a great history. They they believe a lot in academy, uh, and, and so the players have. Uh, also results, for, for individual results playing in, in Serie A all, uh, and team have uh, good results uh, winning championship or 
Atalanta have a, a good history in 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 this with academy part. Have you have you found when you've been playing in the Europa League and the Champions League, have you found it more difficult to maintain strength, or do you think? the strategies that you've put in place with your players to reduce volume has worked the main the, help them maintain strength and power throughout the season it's a really difficult question <laughs> this. Uh, be, um, i believe in uh, firstly i give you this information i believe in monitoring so i think that we need to collect a lot of information to increase our knowledge about our player because monitoring wellness or uh, training status help us and our player to better understand uh, um, a lot of information and uh, collecting information help us to um, to, to train and to, to make decision for, uh, for practice. And on this basis, uh, we, we try to monitor both uh, endurance and, uh, and strength uh, across the season. Uh, it's not uh, simple to, for example, to develop the strength um, during the season, uh, also the endurance, but normally we we see a maintainment of the strength and the power, for example, during jump tests, for example, or during a submaximal running test, uh, uh, physiological results during a submaximal running test. Normally, we maintain their ability. Probably, we have the greatest, as is normally soccer, the greatest improvement uh, during the pre-season because we, we can work a lot on on all on, on all aspects. And then uh, we maintain, we probably uh, sometimes uh, see some improvement over the season in some periods, but um, it's not simple to determine a, a clear increase or, or normally we, we can maintain. Uh, but uh, if I don't speak about data, uh, I speak about the, the feeling of the players. Uh, the players uh, feel good, uh, utilising strength also when they have uh, one or two days of recovery uh, until the next match. So they, they feel good. Uh, they, they, normally we monitor also wellness before uh, using wellness scale before training sessions and uh, they feel good, uh, they don't have pain, they don't have DOMS, also utilizing strength, and they report a good feeling uh, with their leg, uh, also utilize strength. So, so we believe that it, it could be possible, it can be possible to utilize uh, a strength with a reduction in volume. But clearly we don't have the, the, the perfect strategy. We are not always sure about, we need to collect information to, to try to, to perform as better as possible, but we don't have the, 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 the right, uh, uh, right answer to, to this and to all aspects of, uh, of strength and conditioning. Mm -hmm. You mentioned submaximal testing. Okay. Would you, are, you, are you okay to talk to us a little bit about when you would do the submaximal testing and, and why and what you collect to try to understand more about your players? 
Okay, we are trying um, over the last year. We we try to to monitor our player uh, along uh, across the season, uh, but clearly it's not possible to perform an exhaustion test. Uh, probably it's possible to do to do an exhaustion test one time in the week uh, in, the, in the first part of the pre season, but then it's not possible. We have a very congesting periods. Uh, it's not simple, but we need to. Uh, have some information. We are working I, uh, in, uh, exactly in these days. Uh, I'm, I'm working. I'm writing a paper that uh, I hope to to submit uh, as soon as possible about uh, about this. Um, we we can have a lot of information of training status using uh, um, uh, training load on the pitches or most of the game feedbacks. Uh, so we need to to try to have also other uh, other information, and we try to insert some some maximal uh, um, assessment. Perform uh, now and in the last season we perform IOIO uh, so maximal test. Uh, it is validated. It is uh, well reported also in literature. One per month to determine the heart rate at the end of exercise, the peak heart rate, and the heart rate after 60 seconds of recovery. So we can uh, monitor also some physiological variable. Uh, it's uh, a simple tool. It's last four minutes, not more. All player could uh, could uh, could perform it all together. Uh, so we can monitor their heart rate and their and and I I believe that is it is useful because we we saw a maintenance on uh, on uh, on performance. Uh, we see an increase in performance after the pre-season to in-season and, and a little bit increase in performance during the season. Uh, but we we saw that uh, uh, the most important feedback is that the player that not uh, play all matches uh, decrease their performance ability. And this, this is interesting because uh, I don't know if it is the right test or probably we need to... The, the best ways to to collect a lot of information, not only one fee, but but we don't have time. We don't. Have, we need to try to collect uh, some simple uh, information, and this is, this could be a simple information to to know if the player that don't play ever decrease in performance help us to to uh, rethink about our 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 approach, the training load that we did on on, on the player with with that player, and. Uh, Change something on, uh, on uh, for example, the day after the match for the player that don't, then then didn't play. Uh, so we work on increase a little bit the load, the load in the day after. Um, this is, uh, in my opinion, a way. I don't know if if we can be sure uh, about the, but we are trying to increase our. Uh, our monitoring approach to collect data about uh, about a lot of aspects: external load on the pitches, internal load during small study game, during uh, wellness scale. We are trying to collect information using some maximal uh, tools, uh, and and <laughs> at the same time, we are trying to increase our perform uh, our ability to perform research on this data. Uh, I believe in in that. I believe that uh, we need to to improve our ability. I speak for myself. Uh, I, I believe in uh, in research. I, I think that it could help us 
to, to, to utilize data not only for day-by-day uh, uh, -day monitoring for actual uh, uh, load determination, but also a little bit slowly for uh, uh, perform some research project to increase our acknowledges uh, that could permit, or we hope to permit us to rethink about our our um, our training load mod modeling. And um, I believe in that. It's not simple because it requires a lot of time. I I, I know, <laughs> but uh, it's important because we can continue to know something new. Working with other researcher, with uh, with other guys working uh, in uh, in uh, in apply in practice, but also research. And uh, so we're trying to collect uh, more data, and we are trying to to better understand how the that they can be useful for us also performing research. With this submaximal tests, have you seen that correlate well with your wellness questionnaires and the other data that you collect okay. on, the, on the response to training and matches? Okay, well, we don't, and uh, now we don't uh, um, already correlate the your, your submaximal data with wellness. Uh, okay, we we trying to work on um, uh, the relationship between training load and training use changes in your Yosu maximal test. Uh, we we are writing some paper. I hope to, to be to be ready as soon as possible. But uh, simply we try that increasing uh, load increasing our load ability and intensity of the training session is uh, the, 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 the simple way to increase, to induce also training use changes using so maximal tests. This is uh, the, uh, um, what we found in, in this moment. Uh, we are trying to speak about uh, these results in a scientific way. Uh, we are trying to, uh, I hope to, to be able to, to speak uh, about this in a scientific way. We don't have a correlation now uh, with uh, wellness, but uh, we are trying to collect information, individual information about the, the training load management. Just a question about the, the research side of your department. Do you have PhD students in with you or is it members of staff <laughs> that are just doing research? Okay, um, now in sports science department, um, we work with, as I said before, we have four guys working in monitoring for academy. I'm in the, with the first team and with the four guys working in academy. They don't have um, a PhD now, but we have, we are uh, two, three, three PhD inside the first team. We have different role inside the club. Uh, one uh, one strength and conditioning with a PhD work uh, in uh, in pre-training activities uh, for uh, in the gym because we normally perform um, uh, at least one hour of individual work before training session. And uh, uh, this guy is the, the head of this part there's this uh, pre-training pre part, and he, he had a PhD. We had uh, one assistant coach with uh, uh, a PhD, and uh, 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 I am a PhD. Uh, but now we don't already have PhD inside the academies, for, for example. 
Um, but clearly this, this could uh, be helpful. Mm-hmm. One last question, Andrea. How does the philosophy of the head coach at Atalanta, how they play and how they want to play, how does that affect your decision-making with regards to what you want to monitor and your whole monitoring system? How is that affected by the technical and tactical wants of the head coach? Okay. Um, uh, Firstly, I need to, to... To define how we organize, we we are. Uh, I work as a sports scientist for uh, for the club, uh, and we have also the coaching staff. So we need to collaborate with the coaching staff and give them uh, information. It, it depends from the uh, the way that we would utilize to uh, develop uh, technical and tactical behavior. If we speak about coaches, some coaches uh, prefer to work with with ball. So this help us to to give them information about small-sided game, how we increase locomotor um, load using small-sided game, and it could probably uh, um, the, the most important aspect to recreate, as I said before, uh, technical, tactical, and physical part of together. Some coaches and some coaching staff prefer uh, to work uh, um, using also some uh, general exercise, so we need to be able to to better understand the the the, the, the needs uh, or the, the physiological responses during the, the, the different type of exercise it suggests some some possible modification uh, so it, it depends different coaches and different coaches staff clearly influence also also our work uh, because we we need to to, to study their, uh, their activities, their, their demands, and we need to suggest uh, how possibly, if it's possible, in, increase or, 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 some, or some possible feedback about their work. So uh, it depends. It depends. We need to speak to coaches. Uh, if a coach would like to work on sponsored game or with for a specific part, they give uh, him i give him uh, information also during the, the the training session using live feedback or this is uh, really helpful in my opinion some coaches prefer to to work uh, for example small size to increase technical part uh, so we need to to work in a different way and we need to increase uh, a lot of demand using uh, running based exercises it depends but clearly the 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 way uh, of the, the 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 training approach of the of the coaches uh, affect uh, our work clearly. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Andrea. Just we've we've spoken a little bit about your research. Where can people read your research and find out a little bit more about you and your your work? Um. Firstly, thank you very much uh, for to you for uh, for this uh, for this interview. It's uh, really Im- important and interesting to to speak about uh, this this aspect because it could help us to create also um, some uh, possibility to to work closely with other with other department. It's, it's really important. It's a really important thing. Um, we we are trying to to work strongly on on research. We now we have a, a 
for about uh, five or six uh, project uh, well developed uh, it's not a uh, fastly to to perform a research we are uh, as i said before uh, trying to increase uh, but we are working on uh, Train load management, uh, they use most of the game, and we are studying the most demanded passage of match play, as, uh, as did uh, by some other other uh, sports scientists uh, in Spain or French or, or other or other sports. Uh, we are working on the training load management in relationship with training use changes. Uh, we are trying to work on on these topics to increase our knowledges. So can can P, are you on ResearchGate? Yes, yes, I'm on uh, ResearchGate. Uh, so uh, normally I, I upload all the information there. Um, uh, it it might be need a good platform for uh, for sharing information and to to know also other uh, scientists. Uh, so uh, I have it. My my name is Andrea Riboli, so you can uh, you can find. Uh, uh, and they're really on ResearchGate, if you want. Perfect. Are you on? Are you on Twitter? Yes, also I'm on Twitter. My name is a uh, uh, slash Riboli or Andrea Riboli. You can uh, you can find Andrea Riboli, um, and um, and I'm on LinkedIn. This is our uh, my my three my three social networks. Perfect. Well, thank you, thank you very much, Andrea. Wish you the best of luck in the future, and let let's keep in touch. No, yes, it's a great pleasure to to be in touch with you and with all guys that would to to work in sports scientists. As I said before, I work also closely with the University of Milan and also with other departments. So it's it could be interesting to to work also in in different projects. I think that it could the, the 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 best way to increase uh, our knowledge is continuously because uh, we don't have uh, all information about the, the right way to to manage training load to increase the performance a bit of our players. So we need to study a lot, a lot, a lot to to try to to do a low mistake, a low a low, a low number of mistakes. So Perfect. thank you very much. No, my pleasure, my pleasure. Have a great evening. Thank you very much. You too. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Pacey Performance Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the chat with Andrea. Massive thanks to Andrea for coming on and doing a whole episode in his second language, which is English, obviously. So much respect for people who, who have the ability to be able to do that and confidence to be able to do that. So thank you to Andrea for a very insightful episode. Also, big thanks to Hawking Dynamics, iMeasure U, Athlete Monitoring, Omega Wave, and Output Sports for sponsoring this episode today. The podcast could not run in its current form without these guys, so I really appreciate their support for allowing me to continue to do the podcast. So thank you for tuning in, and I will chat to you next week.